Hello, this is Susan Marie and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and by subscribing to my newsletter, suemarie.substack.com. Most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. Have you ever thought about the strength of the human spirit or what human soul means? Depending upon what philosophy, theology, or branch of science you refer to, these two definitions can mean extremely different things. For example, human spirit is a component of human philosophy, psychology, art, and knowledge, the spiritual and mental part of humanity. And the term spirit means the impersonal, universal, or higher component of human nature, in contrast to soul, which refers to the psyche and ego. While the human soul is a part of our thinking and identity, the human spirit is something beyond our mental comprehension. Historian Oswald Spengler, in his book, Decline of the West, states that the human spirit can be seen as a heavenly component of humans' non-material makeup, the part that is impersonal or universal, and the soul is the personal element unique to each individual. There are countless books, movies, and quotes that tell us how strong the human spirit is and motivational outlets that exist to strengthen the spirit and soul. But do we truly understand what this means or even how to accomplish that? In a motivational video by Goldcast, the main character portrayed is a child winning a medal, then growing into a successful athlete, then on to college, getting bad grades and turning that around, then to arguing with family and having growth, becoming an adult, landing a job, and ending wearing an expensive suit. While this video means well and can uplift someone momentarily, what do these images portray? That the strength of the human spirit depends upon monetary success and winning? that the human soul is durable and can take numerous hits. I myself cannot relate to the images in the video and most people will not be able to. However, the words in this video are what are intriguing. They state, most people give up on themselves easily. You know that a human spirit is powerful. There's nothing as powerful. It's hard to kill the human spirit. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships. Anybody can be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have a lot of faith under those kinds of circumstances. The real challenge of growth mentally, emotionally, and spiritually comes when you get knocked down. It takes courage to act. Yes, the power of the human spirit, acts of courage, which require bravery, never giving up on yourself and getting knocked down again and again and still getting back up. Now, this video makes that sound simple, which is hardly the case. Life is difficult. It has twists and turns we cannot foresee, like a path on the woods you stumble across, one well-worn and one full of weeds and brush, as Robert Frost defined in his poem, The Road Not Taken. Human beings have free will. However, we do not always understand right away how much our choices affect our circumstances in our present and future moments. Free will is the ultimate test of the human spirit. For example, in my life alone, there are far too many instances I can recall easily where both my spirit and soul have been tested, including present day. However, that requires writing an autobiography and not this simple conversation here with you. There's one example that may be relatable, and that is when I had panic disorder with OCD and agoraphobia. 
I was happily married about 27, 28 years old, a 15-year relationship, just bought a house, had a five-star wedding, honeymoon on the island of Kauai, had a beautiful chocolate lab, and gave birth to my first child. One day, for no obvious reason, I was unable to breathe and had chest pain. Within seconds, that escalated into calling 911. I thought I was having an anaphylactic reaction. The paramedics filled my living room, medical supplies everywhere. My son in his playpen, my husband thinking I'm dying. And I was carried out on a stretcher in front of all of my neighbors into an ambulance to the hospital emergently. I will never forget these moments because they were life shattering and life changing. However, working in the medical field, soon as I was alone in that ambulance, staring up at the ceiling with an oxygen mask on my face, I knew what was wrong. I said to myself in my head, oh no, this is happening to you. And I went to the hospital and got checked out. What followed was a nightmare of years with physicians who should never be allowed to prescribe medication for anxiety and or depression, yet are legally allowed to. And over the course of two to three years, prescribed me meds for schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and every imaginable disorder that existed I did not have and nothing helped. It made everything worse. I wasn't able to function. What started as a panic attack progressed to agoraphobia and OCD and panic disorder. And psychologically speaking, that is medication-induced disorders and not any disorder I had. On my own, I demanded because at this time you had to have referrals due to health insurance from your current physician to see other doctors. But I demanded referrals to psychologists and psychiatrists. And at that time, I did not know what I do now because I would have done that sooner. I trusted my doctors. Once I had my referrals, I researched everything myself and I went from psychiatrist to psychologist to therapist to psychiatrist and this madness went on for two to three years. Just when I was about to give up from pure exhaustion, because I was done fighting. I decided to try one last psychiatrist and psychotherapist, and these two gentlemen literally saved my life. The psychiatrist diagnosed me correctly and prescribed a medication that worked without side effects, and the psychologist began psychotherapy that included cognitive and behavior modification therapy. That continued for two years weekly. Without their intuitive nature, with added life experience, education, empathy, and compassion, I probably would have checked myself into a psychiatric ward, and that is nowhere anyone chooses to be. I got better quickly and was weaned slowly off the medication and continued the therapy. When I was finally independent, my psychologist said to me, Sue, you have no reason to come here anymore. And while that is a very good thing, it also kind of made me sad because these two men understood exactly what I needed to get back to myself while countless years of so-called professionals in the medical and mental health fields did not. I mean, this was a simple diagnosis. It was anxiety. So why do I share this story with you? Because I'm quite sure you have or are currently having such an experience yourself. Maybe not the same, but to some degree beyond trying. And I am here to not explain to you what signifies strength of the human spirit or the soul. Rather, sit here with you with empathy and understanding in solidarity to let you know to keep choosing, no matter how difficult it may seem. Keep choosing yourself and keep going because there are answers. Today, I can look back at that terrible experience and be thankful for it. But why? 
because instead of giving up, I persevered. I had enough self-awareness to know that there were better choices than ones I was being presented and that I had control, even though it did not seem like it, far from it, of my mind, body, and soul. What that experience taught me about the human soul and spirit is that nothing is as strong as what is inside of you, in your heart, mind, and essence, and no one can take that away from you. And every time you get knocked down, grieve, please, yes, feel your emotions, go through whatever you must, but you must keep going. It is due to that experience that today I am in the field of mental health, so I can attempt to give back what two astounding doctors helped give back to me, and that is myself. There's a sculpture in New York titled Triumph of the Human Spirit by Dr. Lorenzo Pache at Foley Square in Manhattan. The abstract monument is near a colonial era African-American burial ground, towering at over 50 feet, weighing more than 300 tons, and it was built on a rediscovered colonial era African-American burial ground. And the support structure alludes to the slave trade's middle passage. And in 1991, construction workers excavating the foundation for a federal office building made this discovery. They came across the intact remains of more than 400 persons interred long ago at the African burial ground. Triumph of the Human Spirit is a monument to honor all Africans brought to America, but is also dedicated to all ancestors as well as the future generations to come. In the words of Dr. Lorenzo, what motivates me to create art is a precious opportunity to inspire others, to think higher, deeper, and larger, to think about the value and necessity of caring for themselves, others, and our planet, to think simply of other ways of being, seeing, learning, loving, and manifesting a greater degree of peace in our world. Please join me next week for more interesting discussions and check out last week's episode on emotional intelligence.